Hello, I am Dr. Adam DeFault, the superintendent of Catholic schools for the Diocese of Columbus, and this is Becoming Saints, the podcast for the Office of Catholic Schools. Our podcast name, Becoming Saints, comes from a beautiful statement and a powerful reminder from Pope Benedict XVI, who said, A good school provides a rounded education for the whole person, and a good Catholic school, over and above this, should help all its students to become saints. And indeed, that is the mission and purpose of our 52 Catholic schools as we strive to fulfill the teaching mission given to us by Jesus. We're recording today in the Our Lady Star of the New Evangelization studio at the Diocese of Columbus, and our topic today is evangelization in our diocese and particularly how evangelization happens in our Catholic schools. But first, some background information. Our Catholic schools are critical instruments of evangelization. Pope Francis emphasized the importance of this in Evangelii Gaudium, saying, Catholic schools, which always strive to join their work of education with the explicit proclamation of the gospel, are a most valuable resource for the evangelization of culture. The Holy Father's words echo the Congregation for Catholic Education's 1997 document, The Catholic School on the Threshold of the Third Millennium, which stated, the Catholic school participates in the evangelizing mission of the church and is the privileged environment in which Christian education is carried out. The ecclesial nature of the Catholic school is written in the very heart of its identity as a teaching institution, in which faith, culture, and life are brought into harmony. Catholic schools clearly have an important mission to form all of our students as missionary disciples who know, love, and serve Jesus Christ. This is our purpose and the direct extension of Jesus' great commission in the Gospel of Matthew to go out and make disciples of all nations. In our schools, we've embraced this call to evangelization, realizing that in order to evangelize our students and families, we must first have well-formed educators who know Jesus. We have undertaken several initiatives over the past three years to do just this, partnering with Franciscan University's Catechetical Institute for Catechetical Courses for all our educators has helped to grow and extend our teachers' and administrators' knowledge of the faith. And our school evangelization plan, developed as part of the Real Presence, Real Future Strategic Planning Initiative, will help to shape their hearts, helping them to encounter the Lord or re-encounter the Lord in a deeper way. And we'll talk about all of this and more with Liz Christie today, who is the Parish Missionary Discipleship Coordinator at the Diocese of Columbus. So welcome, Liz. So let's begin together in prayer today, and then we'll turn our attention to evangelization. Let's begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, continue to bless our Catholic schools. Help them continue to be a source of wisdom to learn about your love for us. May all who enter their classrooms be filled with the gift of your Holy Spirit and come to know you in a more meaningful way. May Catholic education grow so that your good news can be taught to children from all around your world. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So hi, Liz, again, welcome. It's great to have you here with us. Thanks, Adam. And let's, um, let's start by talking a little bit about you. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you found your way here to the diocese? Sure, yeah. Well, it's actually quite a long story, so I'll give you a very brief version of that. Um, so I, uh, my background's in healthcare. I um, 
I'm a nurse midwife. I went to Ohio State for my undergrad nursing degree and then back for my master's in nurse midwifery. Um, and I practiced for 20 years in private practice here in Columbus. Oh, yeah, delivered almost 2,000 babies. Is that right? Um, wow. Yeah, so I'm sure lots of those little babies are around the Catholic schools somewhere or another. Um, <laughs> And, um, yeah, so that was really fun. We, we were, we were busy. We were at four big hospitals throughout the city. Um, and then as I was doing that, um, my husband and I moved back home to my home parish where I grew up, Seton Parish in Pickerington. And, um, I started volunteering in the choir there, just singing and doing different things. And I just kind of felt drawn to, um, serving the church in some way. Um, Meanwhile, in our personal life, we went through some loss. We lost um, actually 13 pregnancies. 13? Um, yes. Oh, so wow. that was a lot to go through. Um, and, um, but the Lord kind of used that in a really beautiful way. So I would be um, singing at church and kind of looking out at the people in the parish. And I had had a pretty significant encounter with the Lord um, several times in my life, but more recently in our Adoration Chapel, just through prayer. I just felt like I really encountered the Lord. And and so I would look out at people with this kind of like mother's heart of, you know, this heart that wanted to love people and care for people and, and those little babies that I didn't get to know mm. in this world. And I would look at my parish and think, gosh, do you know how much the Lord loves you? And, you know, and just that just stirred up a desire in me to want to help them in some ways. And a lot of our parish parishioners were great and on fire for their faith, but I knew a lot of them weren't. And they were, you know, coming in, checking the box and maybe not really engaging fully. And so I wanted to help in that way. Um, but I didn't quite know how, you know, like what does the church need with a midwife? I'm put that desire. The desire was there. Yeah. And that's taking that, that tragedy and really making something so beautiful. Right. Out of it. Right. So yeah, so I would wake up every day and I'm like, okay, Lord, what are we doing today? Um, I, I know you're not letting me go through this for nothing. So you lead, I'll try to follow and, you know, and we'll just see what happens. Well, Mm -hmm. so then one day, um, my husband, he was serving on pastoral council. He came home with a book called divine renovation Uh, and he said, our pastor wants us to read this. And, um, and it was just at our house. So finally one day I picked it up and I read it. And it just solidified everything I was thinking I maybe wanted to do, and it gave some direction for that. Um, so I went to our pastor, and I said, I read this book. I know you want your parish staff and your council to read it. I read it. I know you want to run an Alpha program. I've been learning about Alpha. I want to help. You know, let me know. Wow. Yeah. And so then, and he said the most incredible thing. He said, you know, we're renovating our building. We were in the midst of a big capital campaign. He said, we're renovating our building. And after we renovate the building and that's complete, I want to renovate the people. Wow. And so that's powerful. Yes. And so then I really felt the Lord moving. Um, who was the pastor at the that time? was, um, father Jim Klima. Wonderful. Yeah. And, um, so it took a few months, you know, until, um, the building was done. And then I, I was like, okay, well, you know, what are we doing? And, um, remember those people. Yeah. 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 And he, um, was taking a team to the amazing parish conference and he invited me to go with them. And so I went with them. And while we were on that trip, well, meanwhile, I had just completed a Marian consecration. And so Mary was doing a lot of amazing things in my life. And one of the things I feel like she had a role in was, um, a part-time position at one of our local hospitals as a midwife. I had a friend who called me and she said, we need somebody once or twice a month 
are you interested? And I was like, yeah, because when I go work for the church, I can work once or twice a month and deliver babies and not have to walk away from all of this that I love, but then also serve the church. So eventually I had a conversation with my pastor um, at that conference. And I said, listen, I've got this other job situation. I've already accepted it. Um, you need someone to do this stuff. If you bring me on full time, I'll I'll pour myself into it and I'll do whatever I can. And so that's what happened. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> Not quite just like that, but that was March. And in July, I started full-time at the parish. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Terrific. So, so I served at the parish for a number of years, um, in, uh, just bringing in different evangelization programs and initiatives and, um, and just helping as much as I could. And then in 2020, Father Adam asked me to sit on the um, – subcommittee for parish evangelization mm -hmm. and so that's how i kind of started connecting at the diocesan level and so so kind of that same story you were in on the planning yes. stages and then and that brought kind of right went into from it. there mm -hmm. so then um once our plans were completed and turned in then um he offered me a position here at the diocese so and here you are and here i am and i'm still at my parish because i couldn't leave them so Right now I'm doing both. I did retire as a midwife. That was, uh, <laughs> the Lord has asked me to do a lot of good things. He didn't say I have to do everything forever. So that's right. Yeah, that's right. There's different times for right. different things. Yeah. So I'm serving but a parish and diocese and it's amazing. And, and throwing yourself into evangelization yeah. and leading these great initiatives in our diocese, mm -hmm. which our diocese has just really taken this, this bold step forward and said, we're committed to evangelizing yes. and to making, I believe this is one of Bishop Fernandez's top two priorities. And um, a good example of that was just a couple weeks ago with the Evangelization Leadership Conference. I mean, that that was an amazing conference. Yes. The attendance was great. I think we had about... We're close to 300 in attendance. We had 60 parishes represented from around the diocese. And yeah, Bishop Fernandez, um, he said mass for us in the morning, and he was our first keynote. And he stood up and he said, you know, just like I said at ordination, my two priorities for this diocese are evangelization and vocations. Mm -hmm. um, and then he elaborated, elaborated on that for us. Um, as, as his keynote, um, which we will be releasing a recording of that soon. So oh, great. we can share that um, with Good. whoever, and we have the transcripts of his notes. So uh, we should be able to share those out soon with everybody That's because excellent. it was a really inspiring message. Um, you know, he, he quoted our last three popes and, and just lots of great evangelization things. And he kind of just talked about, you know, how we do this in our diocese. Um, and I won't do justice if I try to repeat it all, but, um, <laughs> have everyone wait for the recording. Yeah. To, to but he, he yeah. just set such a nice, clear vision for everybody. And mm -hmm. it was very inspiring. We've received some feedback already and, um, definitely his talk is getting very high praise from those who attended. It's great. It's motivating Yes, for those in our parishes and in our schools to say, look, this is, this is where we're going. Yeah. Let's do it. You had other speakers that day. Who else? Um... We did. So um, so you may know about our parish toolkit. Um, so basically what this day was, was a bringing to life of the parish toolkit. So it was a chance for our um, clergy and parish staff and key volunteers, and even those from the schools, you know, anyone that wanted to come together and just kind of learn more about these resources and be able to talk to them in person um, and to know who to connect to and, and then discern, because that's the thing. We present all of these options, but not every parish and every school can do everything. Mm -hmm. And so you review the options and you kind of discern what's right in our environment. What things do we I need? I like that approach. It's not yeah. a one size fits all exactly. type of approach. 
Yeah, and that's how that's you know the main part of my job is working with parishes and helping them sort that out. You know, um, because we we get excited about stuff and we want to do things, which is amazing. But if we try to do everything all at once, we're not going to do anything well. So so we have to sort that through. So two of our um, our other keynotes we brought in. Um, we had Jason Simon from Evangelical Catholic, um, and that's a program that several of our parishes around the diocese are working with, and it helps train people to be on mission and to go out to their circle of influence and to reach out to people, share the gospel message with them, and invite them into a relationship with Christ. So That's beautiful. It's really exciting. And then our second keynote, we actually had a last-minute COVID cancellation from, um, <laughs> we had Tim Glomkowski lined up, and we were excited to hear from him, but unfortunately COVID got in his way, and um, one of our breakout speakers from Divine Renovation, actually, Kirk Clement, stepped in as a last-minute keynote for us. And he talked about... He was. He did really good. And he talked about five essentials for becoming an evangelizing parish. Wonderful. Um, So that was great. And then breakout sessions. um, We had several different breakouts, um, some focused on youth, some young adult, some marriage, some on family catechesis. Um, It's a great range. It really shows all the different areas that evangelization can be present in. Exactly. Yes. And one of Bishop's agendas, um, you know, that he kind of laid out in his talk was um, the marriage catechumenate. There's a new document from the Vatican that just came out um, all about the marriage catechumenate, and it talks about remote preparation. And, you know, and he really focused on that starts in the family Mm -hmm. and um, preparation for marriage actually starts in childhood, um, which I think is obvious, but also really good to hear um, because I think that empowers our, um, our teachers, both in our schools and in our parishes, you know, those that are working with children and families to really, um, kind of understand our role in that. So, you know, the document is new, so we'll be kind of unpacking that and discovering more about it over the next year or so. And but, um, you can see the Holy Spirit and the timing yeah. of that. That's wonderful. Yes. But let's so. talk about that a little bit more with, with schools mm-hmm. as, this is a, a podcast that's, right. <laughs> that's aimed at our schools. How does the church view evangelization in our schools? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, evangelization is everywhere. And, and by the nature of our baptism, we're all called to go out and make disciples, right? So, um, so it's, a, it's as important for the schools as it is for the parishes. Um, I think, you know, most importantly is empowering and equipping our teachers to live their faith authentically, um, give them opportunity to encounter Christ or re-encounter Christ, and then they'll be able to authentically share that with our students and our families to whom they minister to. So, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, being a teacher is, is it's a vocation, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and so just making space for that and allowing that to happen. So um, one of the things we're really excited about um, is an upcoming event for our teachers in August. And I think you were on the subcommittee where that originated. Is that right? Yes. yes. That came out of the school evangelization plan mm-hmm. that we did essentially in, alongside our school plan for um, the future. It was all under the Real Presence, Real Future umbrella. And very similar to what you were describing, we want to touch the hearts of our teachers mm-hmm. and give them that encounter experience or, or that re-encounter experience in many cases and help them to stay on fire for their faith and on fire for the, the powerful role that they have in our schools of shaping and forming disciples for the future. 
And that, and, and you're right, we, we're working with you and, and your office on planning a very large event mm-hmm. next August in 2023, um, where we'll bring all of the educators in our diocese together in one place, something we haven't done since 2019, pre-COVID, mm-hmm. and something that hadn't happened prior to that in years. That's about 1,200 people, administrators, staff, teachers, everybody in our schools. And the point is to put them in one place and give them this encounter experience. So can you talk a little bit what have we got planned? Yeah, so we're really excited for that. Um, And so, yes, everything you said. So basically what that's going to look like is we're partnering with Franciscan University. Um, They are helping shape the day for us. Um, I think we already have planned for Father Dave Pavanka to come in as our keynote. President at Franciscan University. So that's really exciting that he was willing and able, you know, to come in and be available for that. And then I think Katie Prejean McGrady is our other keynote speaker. Um, So we'll have um, mass, adoration, confession, keynotes, and I think even some breakouts are um, probably going to be possible too. So we have a we have a team actually from around the diocese that are working on the theme together and kind of some of the plans. So we've, you know, drawn in some people on the ground to, to come Still in taking and, shape, but yes. I think it'll draw a lot yeah. from the experiences that mm-hmm. we're, and what we're learning about doing these kinds of conferences right. in our diocese. Yeah. And, um, and I think too, it'll just be, you know, like you said, COVID kind of put the brakes on you know, you haven't been able to gather them all together since 2019. And just knowing, like, how much our teachers went through. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, during all of that and and just staying with our kids and our families and everything they did. Yeah. As a parent their, of kids in Catholic school, I'm incredibly grateful for Their efforts were nothing short of heroic. Did. Yes. It was amazing. So this is, like, even on a personal level, it's a way to kind of give back and say thank you to a lot That's of people. Wonderful. So, but um, and it's going to be a powerful day. It will when be. we did this in 2019, that was one of the big takeaways that we heard was how wonderful it was mm-hmm. to see all of the teachers and administrators and staff members in the same place at the same time. Yes. And just the the sense of the numbers, that overwhelming presence of the numbers of people that yeah, live their people. lives in yeah. Catholic education. We educate 17,000 kids in our diocese and and it happens through all those people that will be gathered together. What do, What is the big takeaway from this day? What's going to be the powerful yeah. message that we want everyone and all the educators in our diocese, everyone to, mm-hmm. to hear on that day? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the biggest takeaway, what we're hoping for is that they'll leave knowing Christ in a deeper way. So wherever they're at when they come in that day, because we know some of our educators are very on fire for their faith, and then some are probably a little bit more on another end of that spectrum. So we want everybody to move forward in their relationship with Christ. So wherever mm-hmm. they are at, we Christ hope that led they're going to move forward. to their Catholic schools, yes. and it's human nature to move on that spectrum, mm-hmm. sometimes day to day. Right. But to have that moment mm-hmm. of, of encounter with the Lord. Yeah. And something to kind of fall back on so that, you know, when they're in the weeds of, of the school year and all the challenges that they're going to face, they'll have something um, that they can remember. I mean, and even in my own life, like when I am in the midst of struggle, I'll think back to my encounter with the Lord 
that I had in that chapel. And that really does sustain me through a lot of difficult challenges. So we just, we want to give that as a gift to all of our educators. That's wonderful. Yeah. And this event in our plan for evangelization in our schools, this event is followed by local level activities, things like ongoing faith formation between and among the staffs of, of schools and their feeder groups, small faith sharing groups within schools, tending to the souls of our educators, really creating this culture of evangelization in our schools, and, and really ensuring that, that our teachers have the time to pray, to visit our Lord in adoration, and to be spiritually fed. I think all of those efforts are going to, to really get a push forward through this event. And that's the power of evangelization. Yes. And it just, it makes space for it. It gives permission for it and, um, sets an invitation to, Mm -hmm. you know, to live life on mission. Yeah. Yeah. We like to say creating schools that are authentically and unapologetically Catholic. Absolutely. And that's how we do it. Yeah. That's great. So in terms of evangelization in our diocese, what's next? Where are we going? Right. So we've, we forge ahead. Um, so our conference was kind of, um, you know, it's never just a one-time event. We don't ever want to just have an event for the sake of an event. There always has to be follow-up um, and long-term planning. So one of the things that we've done um, over the last six months is we have launched two websites for evangelization. One is called Behold, and one is called Proclaim. Um, Behold is a soft entry evangelization um, point of entry. So if somebody wants a place to go to just learn more about the faith or just experience it on a deeper level, um, they can go to beholdcolumbus.org and they can, there are articles and videos and just different opportunities. So, um, when, when events come up around the diocese that are related to evangelization, those are going to show up there, um, for our parishes that are on the Tilma website platform that will also cross populate to, um, their parish websites. Um, so it, it kind of all connects. And then the other site called Proclaim, that is a kind of the leader's site. So it's evangelization site for our leaders in evangelization. And that can be from schools or from parishes or just anybody that just says, I'm on fire for the faith. I want to do stuff. Put me in coach. What do I do? <laughs> ProclaimColumbus.org is the place to go to kind of see like what are the initiatives? What can I get involved in? What could I take back to my parish or my school or my friend circle? Um, how do I help people? How do I spread the gospel message? It's a great so, resource to have is. just to be able to share the news of what's going on and to connect people together. Yeah, absolutely. And they're both kind of in their infancy, so they're going to grow and, and resources will be added um, over the next several months too. So, And the evangelization office is mm-hmm. maintaining all of that and, yep. and building these out. Yes, that's so that's really exciting. And we have our own podcast, actually, that just launched. So oh, very um, good. it's the Proclaim Columbus podcast. So if you want to hear my long story of how I got to the diocese, we tell it there. So Excellent. Yeah. So those websites, again, were? BeholdColumbus.org and ProclaimColumbus.org. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many great things that are happening in our diocese. And yes. Liz, you're, you're doing such a wonderful job. So thank you for all that you're doing. And thanks for spending a little bit of time talking about it with me. Thank you. I look forward to seeing where we go next. (laughs) Me too. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Liz. Liz, thank you again so much for your time today and for sharing everything about the great work that you're doing here in our Diocese for Evangelization. This work is going to help all of the faithful in our diocese live as joyful disciples and children of our loving God, and that's what will truly change our world. 
So you've been listening to Becoming Saints, the podcast for the Office of Catholic Schools. Our guest has been Liz Christie, the Parish Missionary Discipleship Coordinator for the Diocese of Columbus. New podcasts come out twice a month on the second and fourth Fridays every month, both in audio and video formats. In the meantime, you can learn more about the schools in our diocese by visiting our website, education.columbuscatholic.org, where we also have links to the websites that Liz brought up today, beholdcolumbus.org and proclaimcolumbus.org. While you're on our site, also take a look at our tuition assistance page to learn more about our new Emmaus Road Scholarship Fund, an Ohio scholarship-granting organization that allows you to turn your tax dollars into tuition assistance for students in need throughout our diocese. You can donate at EmmausRoadScholarship.org. Thank you for listening today, and Liz Christie, thanks for joining me. God bless.